Welcome to the Crushing Cashflow Podcast, where we share phenomenal advice and dozens of decades of wisdom from investors and entrepreneurs of all types and all stages of their journeys. We'll cover many forms of cash flowing assets, such as real estate, stock investing, entrepreneurship, and general finance guidance. Listen in and learn from those who are crushing it out there, as well as those who have been crushed by business or their investments. Now here's your host, Andrew Shutsky. Welcome back to another episode of Crushing Cashflow. I'm your host as usual, Andrew Shutsky. With me today is Melissa Johnson. Melissa has been flipping houses in San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas since way back in 2003, growing and expanding the business into a thriving real estate investment operation. And close to a thousand real estate transactions under her belt. She's also built a portfolio of rental properties and real estate notes while raising five kids, which again, I mean, is impressive on its own without doing the real estate thing. So kudos to you for that. She provides coaching, support, education for other high-level real estate investors nationwide. She enjoys giving back to the community by hosting the E3 podcast for women and the more, which stands for Moms of Real Estate Podcast, which is really cool, as well as running the San Antonio Investor Meetup Group, which is really cool. So lots going on. So welcome to the show, Melissa. Huge background. Really happy to have you on the show. Thank you. So tell us first and foremost about your podcast. It's really interesting, unique uh, perspective there. Why, why, why create it? Um, how is it positioned differently than the others out there? So that was my little COVID baby. <laughs> you know, I think we all took on little projects uh, during that time when not a lot was going on. So I've always, I had a goal for a couple of years to start a podcast and I never did anything about it. And the timing was really, um, really good for that, I think. And I, I really am... I really am focused on being able to help women and lift other women up, especially women in real estate. I know there's a lot of women out there crushing it, but we don't ever hear about them sure. or talk about them. And I think that's part of the, our, you know, that's our fault. I think sometimes, and, and I've discussed this with a lot of the women that I've been interviewing, you know, why is that? Are we afraid to speak up or, you know, I think men, it's a lot easier for them to, you know, talk about what they're doing and, and stuff like that. And I think for women, it's like, if it's not going perfectly, we don't want to share. And I think that's a mistake. <laughs> I think that we should be sharing and putting ourselves out there. And, and um, so really that was the intention with starting the podcast is just to really be able to connect with other women that are in the industry. What can we learn from them? What are some challenges? Um, so many women just doing awesome things. And I, I really built it around because um, I also launched a coaching business last year too. And I am still actively flipping too, but um, that was kind of a pet project. Another thing that I'd been wanting to do for, for a while. And I was kind of doing it already like for free, but I thought it's time. It's time to, uh, <laughs> to get it, yeah. paid for my time. I need to respect mm -hmm. myself. Um, so I created the, the E3 coaching and the E3 podcast to kind of work together and the E3, it's built on the three principles of um, encouragement, education, and empowerment. Love that. That's, that's really cool. So you. you've obviously got a lot of exposure. You've probably talked to some really successful women. You know, what are your main top three takeaways? What would you share with the audience? They're listening for the first time. I want to get into this. What should they know? What could, how would you save them years of time? What would be your top tips? Ooh, top tips. So many. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Go on. Um, I mean, I, I think a big one is, you know, we talk about mindset a lot and I think that's, it's really important. I think it's important for anybody that's an entrepreneur to 
to talk about mindset. I think it's especially um, important with women. I feel like a lot of women I talk to, they, they want to be in the business. They want to do things, but there's a lot of fear. I feel like holding them back. And so just being able to talk about, you know, what are, you know, how our mindset affects our business and, and our lives in general, you know, not just professionally, but personally too, you know, we have a lot as women, I feel like, um, and I'm not saying this like anything against men because men have their own unique set of challenges too. Sure. But, you know, typically we're like the people that run the house and we take care of the kids and, you know, we're trying to run businesses too. So we have a lot on our plates. And I think a lot of times there's guilt around that, like mom guilt. You know, we talk about oh, yeah. mom guilt a lot on the podcast because a lot of us are moms. Um, and just like we were talking about before, just like speaking up and really like being a leader in the industry. Um, we talk a lot about that. And then just... Um, you know, educational pieces, like women are just doing so many cool things. Like, I, I feel like I've learned a ton about different strategies, um, things like that. So that's been really um, valuable. And just talking to these women, I feel so inspired every time I interview somebody, honestly, because, you know, I feel like everyone's got their own story. And I love hearing everyone's story and their journey and how they've overcome things. And that's a big thing that I want to share, like sharing the fact that you can do this. You know, there's, sure. there's other people doing it that have kids that don't have kids that have spouses that don't have spouses. You can do this business no matter where you're at in life. That's great. I want to drill down on one thing you mentioned about speaking up, being a leader. That's huge in any business, any industry. Are there specific platforms or vehicles you recommend you know, exclusively for women or specifically for women that you'd recommend? Is it meetup groups? Is it podcasts? Is it a combination of the above? What's on your mind there? Where, where should they go to save them time? Yeah, I think it's all those things. You know, I think um, being on podcasts and speaking up and reaching out to people, you know, like don't wait for somebody to approach you to be on a podcast, be active, be proactive about it and reach out to, you know, people that are running podcasts, especially podcasts that are focused on maybe what your expertise level is. Um, that's awesome. really important being active in groups, like in Facebook groups. Um, I'm a part of a ton of women's groups on Facebook, um, that I really enjoy and just networking in person, like meetups, things like that. Yeah, that's, that's great. So let's talk, let's shift gears a bit. We, so we've covered the networking piece, education. We talked about mindset. That's all phenomenal. Let's talk a little bit about flips. So you've got you've got a couple of reps under your belt there. Tell us about your background. I mean, I think you mentioned over a thousand transactions. Yeah, something like that. I kind of lost count. Mm. And uh, <laughs> actually, it's really funny. Um, side note: I was looking for some papers yesterday, and so I went out in my garage, and I have all these boxes. You know, like those big banker yeah. boxes. <laughs> I have like all these boxes in my garage stacked up, and here I am looking for like this needle in the haystack. But I was realizing like, wow, there's a lot of transactions in these boxes. You know, yeah. just like ton. And I actually even found the file, like the hard copy file for the very first deal that we ever did. Wow. So that was kind of cool. I actually kind of flipped through it just to, because people always ask, you know, tell us about your first deal. It's like, I honestly don't remember. That yeah. was 18 years ago. Right, <laughs> I've right. done yeah, a I won't even go there. there. I, I would say maybe say, you know, what's your strategy today? You know, what do you go after? How do you lower the the risk? Everybody, you know, everybody for doing their first flip is always thinking, oh my God, I want to lose money. What's yeah. your strategy today? So love flipping. Um, 
done a lot of those. Um, and I think, you know, there's, there's a lot of things at play there, right? So the first thing is buying right. So not forcing a deal to be a deal. If the numbers don't work, they don't work, you know, and there are, there are other like creative ways to, you know, structure deals and things like that. But in the end, the numbers have to be right because it's all just a numbers game. So, so I guess a, a one dig on that is uh, what are you looking for when you say buying right numbers have to work? Is it cash flow? What, what do you you know you're not holding these right? So what are you looking for for someone that's not in the know of uh, buying right? <laughs> you want to buy as cheap as possible. That's for sure. <laughs> sure. We're, yeah, we're buying <laughs> right. We're buying below market value. Um, those deal like that's a little difficult right now. And I know we're going to talk about the market in a little bit. So yeah. that's yeah. a little bit of a challenge, but I, I still, I refuse to think that I can't buy properties at the right price. So I'm just not even going to let my mind go to that place. Mm -hmm. um, so really it's buying right. It's being uh, smart and knowledgeable about estimating your repairs. So really having a handle on those numbers. Um, are are you doing you. that uh, yourself or are you bringing in professionals or do you have construction background for someone that may not, what, what will be your tips there? Um, so I do mine myself. Okay. And the way I kind of have come to my numbers is um, the best way really is to find a good contractor that you trust, not the guy driving like the gigantic truck. That's like where it's like too much, you know, yeah, yeah. but just your kind of middle of the line, somebody that you can trust, they do good work find some, you know, if you can find a good contractor and talk through them. So like, you know, I would buy a property and then you could take them to the property and it's like, okay, let's talk through, like, here's my scope of work. Like here are all the things I want to do. Now let's start talking about pricing for some of this stuff. And really it's labor a lot of times. Um, so we know like what the labor cost is, but what the material costs are too. So I remember at one point going to like Lowe's or Home Depot, probably both and just picking out stuff and putting like getting the SKUs and the prices and all that kind of stuff together. And then I created sort of like these tiers of rehab levels. Like, you know, this is like a cosmetic rehab level pricing. These are the things we're going to use. Um, this is like for our rental properties, obviously it's not like full on, like how you would do a flip. Mm -hmm. So those finishes are different. And then we have like our high end and our low end flip stuff. Okay. So when you can, know like what your numbers are based on the level of rehab that you're going to do. That's helpful. And then another big thing is just the management of the contractors. This is where a lot of people slip up because they don't use contracts. So you really need to be using a contract when you're hiring a contractor so that everything's laid out. Like here's the price. Here's how long it's going to take to do the job. These are the expectations for the job site you know, like you must carry insurance. You've got to keep the job site clean. You know, all those things are all spelled out in the contract. And then we also use a draw schedule with that too. Very important. So we don't front a bunch of money to contract. Like if the contractor comes to you and says, well, I'm going to need 50% down before I start run, like do not do business yeah. with that person. Um, because there are other ways to make it a win-win. And that's the important thing to remember too. Like these are still relationships. And I, I feel like I need to stress this a lot with people because we have a habit of kind of ragging on the contractor sometimes, you know, yeah. like, oh, they're beating me up on the price, you know, whatever. But these are relationships that we work out. So if there's a price issue with something, you know, like have a conversation, like a respectful conversation, like, okay, 
you're here, I'm here. Let's talk about like where the difference is. Like, why do you feel like it's cost this much? You know, and be able to back up your side too. Like if you know materials cost X amount and it's going to take X amount of time, you have a good idea. And then like, where's he off? Like, is his labor cost higher? Is the material cost higher? Is, Is the job time frame different? Like, why is that off? So really building that relationship and use, you know, kind of having them help you figure out your pricing. And then once you get that standardized, um, it's really, really helpful. And you can kind of rinse and repeat from what you exactly. know before. Yeah. Exactly. So, so I'd love to hear a, maybe a flip gone wrong. You've done a thousand. Surely you've got, you know, a few notches on your belt that you love to share. And what would be your one takeaway that you give away? Something that's etched in your brain for years and years. Maybe you want to share. Awesome. <laughs> There's the two. One. <laughs> uh, one of them is uh, a couple of years ago, I did um, two houses that were next door to each other and they both had foundation problems. Oh, man. The slab foundations. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had done those off and on throughout the years. Um, but after those two next door to each other and all that hassle, it was such, oh, it was a nightmare. And then, uh, one of them, we had actually done the foundation, but they didn't, I guess when the engineer came out there, there was more that needed to be done and we had already finished the whole property. Right. So it was a bad, bad experience, like having to rip up all that new flooring and put the hole in and fix everything. It was just, it was a disaster. So, so after uh, that, it was like, no more of those. <laughs> yeah. So is that part of your inspection process? Now do you bring in someone that can look at the foundation or? Yeah. If I'm even a little bit questionable on that foundation, I'm going to bring in an expert because I'm like, I can feel like a lot of, you know, sometimes you can see if stuff's off or you can feel it. Like if I can feel it's off, it's probably definitely off. Yeah. You know, if it's like right. a visual thing, it's like, okay, yeah. was that just like an optical illusion or is it actually you know, going down right here and how much, like, is it in the variance where it needs to be or, you know? Yeah. Right. So that was one. The other nightmare deal was actually one I did last year. And it's like, it's so shameful and embarrassing, but I'm going to share it anyway, because I think it's important. (laughs) Sure. That's the best ones. Yeah. Well, I think it's important to tell people, you know, that like, no matter how long you've been in this business, you can still make mistakes and you can still learn. And this was definitely one of those for me. Um, but it was a deal. Like I bought it. Here's what I learned from this deal. Don't go against your criteria. If you have criteria that's working for you, stay with it. It was something I wish I would have done. I had very set criteria on my, my rehabs. Right. And one of them was no foundation. Um, that was a big one for me yeah. when I bought in another one was don't buy off the MLS. Cause I've always bought direct from seller. Always. This was like one of the, maybe the second, something property, I guess that I bought off the MLS. I typically don't do that. But so I went against my criteria on that and on the foundation and the whole thing just blew up in my face. It was really bad. There was the sellers had lied on the disclosure. So there was a lot more wrong with the property than we initially thought. And then we had problems with the city and FEMA because it was in a floodplain and it was just like, so many things that were a disaster. And I ended up having, I just dumped the property and took a loss on it because it was such a bad situation. And sometimes, unfortunately, you know, we're not in the business to lose money, but every once in a while, you just have that stinky deal that you 
like I, I just couldn't afford to put any more time or energy to it. And I was willing to take the loss just to wash my hands of it and move on to the next one. I mean, when you're doing a thousand plus transactions, you're bound to have a, a couple percent of ones that like, hmm, you know, I did all my due diligence. Maybe I look in hindsight, there's things I overlooked or I was, I was too aggressive on, but you're bound to have a couple of hiccups and, and that with that much volume, right? Oh yeah. But I think honestly, because I have stuck to my criteria and been very, um, hands-on and very systematized with everything. I think I have only lost money on, I think three deals it's not in bad. 18 years. So I think that's pretty good track record. Absolutely. This one was real bad. So it made up for a lot of the other ones. Absolutely. So let's, let's talk about the market, right? I mean, it's June of 21. The market is insane. I think in any metropolitan area, it's very, very competitive. I mean, you mentioned you're buying off market. Are you going through, how are you finding that? I mean, are you looking through wholesalers, et cetera, relationships? No, I don't buy from wholesalers. I do wholesaling, but I don't buy from wholesalers. Okay. Um, I just have found the numbers don't work for me with the people that are bringing deals to me. Um I think that's kind of a danger with wholesaling is yeah. people inflating numbers and stuff like that. So those deals, we have to look a lot more closely. I still look at them just because I think we should, anything that comes in, we have to look at. Um, but really I'm more focused on just dealing with homeowners directly. So doing a lot of direct marketing to them. So direct mail campaigns, uh, organic traffic on the website, um, some cold calling and texting, things like that. Okay. Do you do the bandit sign thing? We buy houses as well, or has that been effective for you? They're um, real popular. I mean, yeah. It used to be. <laughs> we used to yeah. do it all the time. And then the city of San Antonio really cracked down on that a couple of years ago. And I, I mean, it really didn't stop anybody from doing it, but it made it a lot more difficult because of the fines and they would just take your signs down. And we did get a ton of deals off of it. That was actually one of our biggest lead sources back in the day. Really cool. Yeah. So we, we covered a lot. I just wanted to recap real quick. I and mean, we went through a lot of topics. We talked a lot about your podcast, right? E3, which is really cool. The mission behind that. We talked about top steps for women getting into investing. You mentioned the top three there. Go back and, and listen to that a couple of times. We talked about some of the lessons learned in flips and the volume and some of the kind of successes and failures along the way. We talked a little bit about the market. So I want to thank you first and foremost for your time. And I want to know, uh, yeah, I know you have, I saw in the notes, you've got a new C, a partnership in a CRM software. Can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. So it's exciting. It's very new, only about a week. So this is actually my first time talking publicly about it. Um, but yeah, I am, I am partnered with uh, my, my very good friend, Stephanie Betters, and we're doing the left main CRM uh, system. It's very, very cool, um, really user-friendly. So it's built on Salesforce. You know, a lot of people are doing CRMs built on Podio and other things, but this one's built on Salesforce. There's so much data. It is, it's amazing. Like if you could just see the dashboards on this thing, you can literally see your entire business, like right there, everything. Like I, it, it's been really cool. I don't have to go look in 10 different places for, for data. It's all right there. And we're working on, um, I'm actually personally working on a lot of integrations and partnerships um, to bring even more value to the software and create a real ecosystem where people can get coaching and they've got the tools that they need and everything in one place. How can we find out more about it? Or how do we get in touch with you? Yeah, sure. So you can uh, email me at melissa at leftmain.com 
rei.com. That's for the software. And then anything else, um, I have a website. It's themelissajohnson.com. And uh, that's got my podcast on there. It's got links to my socials, all my social profiles. I have a lot of free content there for people. So if you want quick little, I try to do quick little videos, two to three minutes long, just of education for real estate and mindset. Got a lot of that on there on the YouTube channel and um, a couple of other little little things on there. So if you want to go there, you can learn a little bit about more, more about me and some of the things that I'm working on. That's perfect. Thanks so much for joining. Thank you. Thanks for listening in with us for another episode of the Crushing Cashflow Podcast. We have a small favor to ask of all of our listeners. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Each subscription and rating will help us massively toward our goal of helping reach as many listeners as possible each week. Thank you very much once again for listening. We're thrilled to have you with us as part of this journey, and we can't wait to share more of these stories with you. Stay tuned for much more to come.